this is sick. Put this to music. That may be the greatest catch I've ever seen. Rodgers does this better than anybody. End zone. Hello ladies and gentlemen, very warm welcome to another episode of Monday Morning Football. Myself, Stephen Jameson and Jarlath Eaton to bring you through what's been a crazy, crazy week in the NFL. Week 15 has been and gone, we've only got two more game weeks left until it's playoff time and for some teams it is all to play for, for others including my fantasy team, well it's very much all to play for but in a very very different sense. Uh, Jar, a very uh, very good evening to you, how are you doing mate? Oh, you, Steve. Uh, I should apologise, by the way, because uh, the reason why we weren't on last week was because uh, I was in Valencia and I was that hungover coming back from th- uh, Valencia on Thursday. Uh, we were meant to record on the Thursday uh, and basically I was too hungover. Um, so apologies there, ladies and gentlemen. Um, uh, we'll, we'll come on to what happened on, on the game week in fantasy last the week before last as well as we talk about the playoffs and whatever. But on the show then this week, uh, the AFC West is tighter than anything, uh, as is every single playoff picture. And are this, have the Saints and the Rams kind of been exposed? Plus, we're going to talk through MVP candidates as well. All that and more coming up in the next hour or so, Steve. Yeah, loads to talk through. Um, okay, week 15, where to start? There's, there's a few places we can go here. It really was a, an incredible week in so many different ways. Uh, let's, um, let's start because it's chronological more than anything else. Um with Chargers Chiefs, what a game! Uh, what a uh, game! Wow, um, I, I don't really know where to start up with that game. Um, I, I I think that I, I got up on the on on the Friday morning and I watched the highlights on YouTube like I normally do with Thursday night football, and it was about fifteen minutes long. And I thought, Jesus Christ, it must have gone to overtime or something. Uh, and then when I saw that it was like getting close to it and and, and all that sort of stuff, uh, not the best of starts, I must say, for Philip Rivers. Hmm. Um, with the interception of a second play from scrimmage on the drive, um, but I thought I thought they played pretty well. To be fair, to the Chiefs. I thought that I thought that the Chargers' defense, I think, is 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 very very good. I said that at the start of the season. I still maintain it now. Um, I I don't really know where to begin with this game. I don't know whether it's giving credit to the Chargers or saying the Chiefs are to blame. If you don't know the score, obviously, the Chargers beat the Chiefs 29-28. A huge result that puts them both now on 11-3. Crucially, though, because I think because the Chiefs' divisional record is better, they currently hold the tiebreaker. But if the Chargers win out and the Chiefs mm. lose one game, then the Chargers could end up the number one seed in the AFC, which a few weeks ago you would not have put money on. No, not at all. I, th- I thought it was a really interesting game, actually. Um, Mahomes, for part of it... He's he's just a wizard at making plays. There's few better quarterbacks in the NFL at the moment who keep a player alive successfully as long as he does. He is so impressive at doing it. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, also because we went on last week, we didn't even mention the fact that that play that he hit, that fourth and nine that he hit to oh, the to the Ravens, you know, when he was ridiculous. literally the game was on the line and everything was happening, and, and yeah. my goodness me, that throw that he made to Tyree Kill was fantastic. So um, he's, he's crazy, mate. He's 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 ridiculous, and for me, he's he's a standout MVP candidate. I, I yeah. mean, we'll we'll get onto that a little bit later on, but he he really is playing some unbelievable stuff. Uh, the thing that I sort of took away at the end of watching this, so the, the final, obviously, what won the game for the Chargers, um, I, I think that it, it's, I'm, it's, I'm never one to do this, really, um, in any sport, and especially not the NFL, but I thought the officiating was dodgy. I really do. Um, there was a call right at the end where um, it really punished the Chiefs and it gave the Chargers basically another shot at the end zone with another yep. play in, at the end of the game. Yep. And I thought it was really iffy. And, and I, I'm certainly not going to go down the, the lanes of, oh, conspiracy, etc., etc., because I, I don't believe in that whatsoever. Mm. But I just thought it was a really poor call. I, I just didn't have it at all. Well, well what were, happened you, was... Were, I... were you the same? What, what, did you, what did you think of it? Well, I thought that what happened on the play beforehand, I know which one you're talking about, I think it was the third down play where it really got called for pass interference he threw the ball over the back of the end zone. I think yeah. it's the one you're talking about. Um, 
Well, what happened on the play before was that hideous helmet-to-helmet play from Houston. Justin Houston hitting Philip Rivers. I know it looks like it hit the shoulder. To me, I think it's a helmet-to-helmet contact, and that didn't get called. Rivers was absolutely fuming the play before. Um, and so I thought that at that point, it was like one for what, if you like, that, that, that they'd missed a call, that they'd blown a call there on the Chargers with they sh- for the Chargers, they should have given them an automatic first down. And then they gave the... the the, the Chiefs, the, the ball on the one-yard line because the file occurred in the end zone when the ball was miles over his head. And then the Chargers get away with a push-off for me. Yeah, that, that's exactly off. it. it was, that, that's, there was two in a row. I didn't yeah. actually see that the alleged helmet-to-helmet. Uh, I'm not sure it was in the highlights that I watched. But, yeah, I, I just saw the the alleged pass interference, which I didn't think was PI at all. No, I didn't think it was. Um, no. Ball was over then, his yeah, head. I thought it was uncatchable. Yeah. Yeah, well, not only that, I thought there was there was bugger all in it anyway, mm. um, and then yeah, there was yeah, hundred percent a push off when he makes the catch. Uh, but, fair play, fair play to the Chargers for being ballsy, by the way, for going for two points to win the game. That where was the coverage, really, by the way? Really easily backfired. It was a where was the play. coverage? Where was really the coverage? Play. <laughs> well, <He> was, <clears> but <throat> it is amazing to see a man so open when when you know the stakes were that high. Yeah, uh, you know, game on the line. It was a bit of a crazy ending, but. Yeah, fair, massive credit to the Chargers because they they um they were sort of nearly victims to a similar scenario um, earlier in the season, if you remember, when we actually saw them live at, yep. at Wembley Stadium. Tennessee yep. had a very very similar scenario, got themselves back in the game, and instead of just kicking the point to take to take us into overtime, went for the win and and you know screwed it up. Yeah. So it takes a huge amount of you know, balls to really do that, especially in such an important game, massive game in, in the context of the season, the playoff picture, everything, huge, huge game. To do that, to pull that off is, I mean, you've just got to give them a huge amount of credit, really. Yeah, I, I, I do, do, but I mean, where the hell was the coverage? I don't know whether it was Orlando Scandrick who blew the coverage on the uh, on the play for the Chiefs, but I don't know what happened because they they they, they, they I've never seen a bloke so wide open in my life. Well, I hadn't until Sunday when we got into when we get on to talk about the Patriots Steelers game and that Chris Hogan touchdown. Um, but that two point conversion in the end, I was going to say it's quite ballsy. I didn't think it was in the end. I think it was just a really really easy chance in the end, you know, and and they and they converted it. Um, fair play, like you say to the charges because they could have easily just taken it to overtime and just tried to see what happens but yeah it's amazing though by the way that, that the charges are 11 and 3 second best team both the chiefs and the charges currently have the two best records in the afc and one of them is going to have to be a wild card which is unbelievable really um i picked the charges at the start of the season uh to win the afc west um i know i think you picked the chiefs as well so we so we're in a, so we're in that sort of uh, area there. But Philip Rivers on that last drive was was absolutely superb, and, uh, and, and yeah, you know, um, they, they can't complain. I can't complain about it. The, the, the Chargers in the end did something that uh, you didn't think you could do going into um, the Chiefs a little bit. But are, but I don't know whether the Chiefs are starting to get a little bit exposed now, Steve, because. Once again, as it gets to December, it gets a bit cold and all that, and Andy Reid's side seems to start fading away again a little bit. A couple of a couple of weeks now that he hasn't really been firing on all cylinders in my home. Don't get me wrong, for, you, you touched on it earlier. He is, a, he is a very much a standout MVP candidate, and we'll talk about that a little bit more in detail later. But I just don't know. I don't, I don't know what happens in December. It just doesn't seem to me that Andy Reid can put together a side that could to go and win the big one. And... I don't well, know what happens. We'll, we'll see, won't we, I guess. But I think this season he's got the best chance out of, certainly of the last few, because he's got that X-Factor playmaker. I think the big the big loss for the Chiefs will be Kareem Hunt. I mean, I, yeah. know, I know Damian Williams looked very, very good against the Chargers. Fuck that guy, but more on that later. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, he's not Kareem Hunt. Because um, Kareem Hunt for... For a running back was also an amazing pass catching back, um, and did the lot so so well. Probably the third or fourth best running back in the NFL this season, really, until obviously he went and did something very very stupid. Mm. Um, and I, I think that's a miss, but they they're an exciting team to watch, and it's it'll be interesting, won't it? It really will, um, because as it stands at the moment. Um, it's it's crazy to think that uh, 
that the Texans are currently ahead of the Patriots. I did call it. I called it on <laughs> the last podcast. It's amazing, isn't it? Se- second seed, the Texans. It's it's unbelievable, really. But um, but yeah, it's it if if yeah, it's it's crazy. There's a good chance because the AFC. I mean, we we thought earlier on in the season when we were recording our very first shows that the AFC was by far and away weaker. Mm-hmm. By far and away, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure that's proved to be the case. To be totally honest with you, um, I think the Chiefs and the Chargers obviously look great. The Patriots are always very, very good. The Texans look fantastic. They've won about twelve in a row. It seems like the the Steelers are obviously incredibly dangerous, and then the Ravens are dangerous. They've got that amazing defense, and they're looking a bit more, um, a bit more balanced on offense now. They've got Lamar Jackson playing. The Colts just seem to be winning games and no one really knows how or why it happened and the Titans are capable of being the best team in the NFL and the worst team in the NFL so take that for what it is but it's it's a really it's going to be a really really close conference that um, yeah. when it comes to the playoff pitch I, I really can't call who's going to make it because at the minute the Texans are the form team but they're probably not the best team um, the Patriots you can never count out the Steelers have a bit of a, a recent history of not doing themselves justice in playoffs mm-hmm. um, and then you've got the Chargers and probably the Ravens it's it's anyone's isn't it yeah it could, I mean it I could mean, even we'll talk... be the Browns yeah I mean that, that's it? amazing their win their win on Saturday night football by the way was unbelievable against the Broncos the Broncos eliminated them from from any potential playoff contention obviously there's so many things that the Browns have to do in order to make the playoffs but um, we'll talk about the playoff picture a little bit more in depth once we've gone through the rest of the week because you touched on the Patriots earlier on um, by the way, Steve, you talked about them being in the third seed now in the playoff places. We haven't had a chance, by the way, to talk about the miracle of Miami. Um, oh, amazing. Uh, unbelievable play. I'm calling it now, by the way, the play of the damn decade. You can stick the, <laughs> you can stick your Meadowlands miracle when Deshaun Jackson runs it back 64 yards to the touchdown. You know, you can stick the Jermaine Curse, the any Rogers Hail Mary. That was the play of the decade. An unbelievable play. What is Gronk doing on the field, by the way? Trying to chase down Kenyon Drake. That's just one. Well, the reason the reason he was on the field was because they were expecting the Hail Mary, and obviously he's got he's massive and can make catches. So that, that was why he was there. But when they sort of didn't do that, it it got massively exposed. But they had a timeout and... as well. The Patriots had a timeout. They should have taken the timeout and realised was as well as that. Do you really expect Ryan Bloody Tannehill to be able to throw it seventy five yards into the end zone and ping it? Because I sure as hell don't. But. Well, I'm, I'm I'm not going to be one to to question Bill Belichick's methods, mate. But yeah, it was it was an incredible play. I mean, it really, really was. I'm not going to agree with you. I I I still think for me the as it stands, the play of my damn decade, as you put yep. it, is um is probably going to be. I think well, it's called the Minneapolis miracle, isn't it? The the one from last season. Yeah, I suppose that's, that. I suppose that was a big play. Still, still, still the craziest. Play an ending to a match I've I've seen in in to be fair nearly any sport yeah in the circumstances stuff like that I've, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that in my life um so that that's mine I mean I think you need the context of the game I think that's always so important yes it was a reasonably big game but if it happened in a playoffs then maybe um but yeah it was it was mad, maybe I've been prisoner like, of the moment. Ju- it was so so crazy. Maybe I've been, it really, yeah. Maybe I've been prisoner of the moment a little bit there, but uh, it genuinely was the, one of the most unreal plays. And I saw it on Red Zone. And I just stood open mouth for about five minutes, going, "What on earth has just occurred?" Yeah, I mean, literally, the, the WhatsApp group is just from whoever's got the first because obviously we're all watching Red Zone. Whoever's got the first sort of the quickest internet or whatever whoever's seen it first on the stream it's just been like a, a steady stream of oh my god 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 as everyone's watched it it was it was ridiculous it was absolutely crazy but and the, it's amazing to see one of those plays work because it's so so rare it really is as soon as they start lateraling it it's like yeah this is just not going to happen is it but oh my god when it when you're like oh my god they've got a chance here and then you see it's Gronk and you're like oh my god they're gonna do it and yeah in, 
amazing play. Yeah, amazing. I, I, I can't, I couldn't quite believe it myself to be honest. But but there we are. And um, but that obviously leads into the Steelers game because they now lost two straight on the bounce. They're in the third seed in the playoffs for the first time since two thousand and ten. It'd be the first time in nine years that the Patriots wouldn't have to would have to play on the first weekend. That's the first thing. Secondly, it's the first time they've lost back-to-back games in December. I think I remember the commentary saying since 2002, which is just madness. Um, I don't know whether to, I don't know whether to I don't know whether to to um, credit the the Steelers because they held the Patriots to ten points, or whether to blame Brady for not being able to deliver. I don't know. Oh, that's tough, mate, isn't it? I mean. You've got, I think you've got to praise the Steelers, to be honest with you, because um, it, it's still always a horrible place to go away at Pittsburgh. It was a big game, Sunday night football sort of thing. Yeah, I, I, I think you can, you'd be very harsh on. I, I know Brady didn't have his best game, but he didn't have his worst. Um, I, I think you've got to just praise the Steelers there. Um, Great, amazing win. Yeah, I, I mean, you talk about Brady not having his worst game. Um, I. I don't. Uh, this is going to be very interesting now because the Patriots fans, I'm sure, are going to at me on this, and that's absolutely fine. You know me; I love a controversial opinion. But is <laughs> is Tom now? Obviously, Tom Brady is 41. Let's put it into perspective. Is he starting to lose it a little bit? Is you know because he's he's not had his best season because obviously we're talking about it from him being literally considered the goat, like the greatest of all time. And he's come down to a level now where it looks like he's a bit mortal. And it seems to me as if he's not particularly doing well as if, he, you know, he's not having one of those seasons where, you know, he's, he's perennially in the he's, he's the Reading MVP, for, for goodness sake. That's the first thing that we need to say. And secondly, right, I just don't, I just can't, I just can't see him at the moment doing as well as he has been. Does that make sense? Like, I'm looking at his stats here now, right? Okay, he's only completing 65% of his passes. He's throwing 24 touchdowns when that's his lowest total over uh, over uh, for, for a good while. His lowest touchdown total was 2016. Um, and that should, can I just say, by the way, he was suspended uh, for the first, you know, few games on that point. Um, and he threw only threw 28 touchdowns. He's throwing 24 touchdowns. He's throwing nine INTs. Um, he's also, on this point, I'm just looking at it. I'm just looking at it. The stats comparison are, are, are down. In, a lot more in comparison, and I, I I don't know about Brady at the moment. I just can't see. He's, here's, here's a stat for you, actually. In his last ten, seven games, right, he's thrown ten touchdowns. Twenty quarterbacks have done better than that in his last seven games. I'm not saying, by the way, that Brady's a bang average quarterback because to do that would be just completely ludicrous and disingenuous and utterly stupid. Yeah, but you've you've got to sort of put stats are great, but without context, they're they're absolutely meaningless. There is that set wasn't there where they were talking about the Minnesota offense. It's like, oh, when they rush thirty times or more in a game, they win. It's like, well, no, they're rushing thirty times or more because they're already winning. For example, mm. it's um. So with that Brady one, it's a they, they get a lot of rushing touchdowns. The Patriots, they're if if they're in the red zone, they're running it in nine times out of ten. They're so efficient, um, they're giving it to the fullback, they're giving it to the running back. That they, they will run it in so often, and they're still been winning games. That they're, they're doing they're doing enough to win, and um, I think that's how you judge Brady in particular. Um, with, with the Patriots, if they were getting beat left, right, and centre, then you'd maybe be like, "Yeah, he's not doing that well." And I take your point that yes, he's he's lost the last two games, but in context, they lost due to a freak touchdown yeah. at the end to Miami yeah. um, in a stadium, by the way, where they've not they've had an awful record yeah. for a very very long time. True, true. And and then they lose a close one to to the Steelers where you know we've seen we've seen very good teams be absolutely blown away by the Steelers this season yep. as well as you know where the Steelers haven't turned up so yeah I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't don't, don't, write off Tom Brady just no yet. Don't, don't get me wrong yes he's maybe not having 
an MVP season, but he doesn't have to have an MVP season for the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, can I just can I just point out by the way, I'm not saying by the way that he's a bang average quarterback. I'm not saying that like he's that he's like <laughs> I'm not saying he's not a good quarterback. He's a very very good one. I'm just pointing out the fact from where he has been, especially as the reigning mm. MVP of the NFL, he has not been anywhere close to his um, to his best. But that aside for the Patriots, I do want to credit the Steelers in a way because they, the, the defence came to play on Sunday, did bits. Um, I think they got away with a couple of PI calls, but the, you know that's just standard in the NFL a little bit. Big Ben didn't have his particularly greatest game. I'll be honest, but Samuels looks a stud, by the way. <laughs> Can I just point that mm. out? He looks very, very good out there. Um, and the Steelers needed to win because obviously uh, the Ravens, they won. Um, they on on Sunday yeah. against against Tampa Bay, so they needed to win to keep themselves at the number four seed and keep themselves ahead in the AFC North. So, you know, it was a big win for the Steelers, especially after last year, obviously with the Jesse James catch that was a catch that didn't turn out to be a catch. Yeah, no, I mean exactly that. It was it wasn't quite as controversial as this the last time they played mm. each other, was it? But um, but yeah, I, as I said, I, I wouldn't get too caught up in. In the Brady is starting to get finished narrative. I think he's got plenty in in the old tank, doesn't he? Yes. Um, but yeah, two fantastic games, certainly for sure. Um, I think, to be honest, we should probably just pick one more game, otherwise we will really be here all night. And uh, I'm going to give you that honour, mate, because I do not fancy picking one of these. There's plenty more we could talk about. Um, uh, do you know what? I'm going to touch on this. I'm going to touch on uh, the Eagles-Rams game. I think it's probably the biggest one to talk yeah. about because... Holy, uh, holy Shinsuke Nakamura! What an upset that is over Nick fucking Foles. He's so good, isn't he? <laughs> People don't understand this. Like honestly, uh, um, Max Kellerman made a really good point on first take on uh, on Monday when he talked about Foles, saying that when he was at when he was over in, in covering the Pac-12, um, which is their version of like college football over in the West Coast, he was over in Los Angeles. Andrew Luck was there, and obviously Luck. He's a very good quarterback. I don't think he is. He's, I think he's quite overrated, but he's going to be one-way comeback player of the year, and fair enough, rightly so. Um, but the second-best um, quarterback in that draft, people were thinking it was going to be like Matt Barkley or Brock Osweiler. He thought it was Nick Foles, and he is absolutely spot-on because, goodness me, the bloke put up numbers on uh, on Sunday night. Um, I... <laughs> I don't know whether I don't know whether Gurley's injured. By the way, can I just point that out for the Rams? So I'm going to hold I'm going to hold fire on that with the Rams. But they didn't they didn't perform particularly well. I mean, Foles twenty four thirty one two hundred seventy yards didn't throw a touchdown, but he didn't really have to. Uh, Wendell Smallwood and Josh Adams, where the run game was working very very well um, for the yeah. Philadelphia Eagles. Alshon Jeffrey one hundred sixty yards on eight receptions. Goodness me, he had a day. Um, the Rams, uh, Goff. Um, 35 of 53, 339 yards. Again, no touchdowns, which is surprising. There was no passing touchdowns in the game. Um, Todd Gurley, he, he got 48 yards and 12 carries and a couple of touchdowns, but he just didn't seem right to me um, in the game. Um, and, like, and he was also their most uh, uh, thrown-to player as well, 10 receptions for 76 yards, and, and that's fine. Um I don't know. Okay, so the Eagles, so obviously the Eagles 7-7, seven seven, they're one game back behind the Cowboys, and when Steve goes through the results, we'll, we'll, you'll explain why. Eagles played very well to come out with a W, especially over in Los Angeles. But I think the Rams are a little bit exposed ever since Cooper Cut's been out of the lineup. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking about the point. Normally you just go, no. You're thinking about it. I mean, they've probably not been as good, but to say they've been exposed is a bit mental. They are still, after all, 11-3. and three. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I, I think they're... Pro- I mean, Cooper Cup has played amazingly well, yep. but having said that, the players that have come in have done well as well. Robert Woods was terrific. Fuck him. <laughs> on um, okay. on, yeah, on you, Sunday. You get, we will get can, to fancy eventually, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, you can probably be, tell I'm what's happened. quite miserable. Yeah, you can probably tell what's um, happened. <laughs> but, yeah, I, 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 I think it'd be splitting hairs to say the Rams have majorly gone downhill or are off the rails since Cooper Cup's injury because the fact is they're still winning games and they still look absolutely terrifying. I think there's an element of Gurdy not been 100%, but having said that, there's, he's still putting up insane numbers. Like, he's a joke. So, 
yeah, I, I, I think they'll be fine. Um, there's, there's, I, I wouldn't be too worried if, um, if I was a Rams fan, to, to be honest with you. The Eagles. But it was, it was a crazy game. I, I mean, fair play, the Eagles. Foles comes in again, and what I, I missed this. Why did Foles come in? Was Wentz injured? Uh, yes, he supposedly has a back injury, according to Doug Peterson. Yeah. I was going to say, there's no way, surely there's no way they dropped him. But yeah, I mean, if, if Foles comes in and, and gets them to the playoffs, then uh, it, that sort of, he seems to have that, um, that uh, I don't know, that aura about him now, that he can be a bit of a hero. This is the Super Bowl MVP. You know, yeah. he's, he was fantastic in the playoffs in the Super Bowl last season. And he was brilliant against the against the Rams, away on the roads, and prime time against the best team, Wow, it's arguably one of the, certainly one of the two, possibly three best teams in the in the entire league this year, and he was incredible. And the Eagles deserves to win that game. And also, by and, the way, can I just say as well? Last year, this is where Wentz hurt his knee, and obviously he was out for the season um, yeah. when that happened. And Foles came in, and, and, and he was struggling a little bit at times, but they didn't have to because they'd already won the division by that point. And then he came back in in the playoffs and was an absolute stud. And now he's got to try and lead the Philadelphia Eagles to a big, big win. Um, uh, uh, and he did. Uh, and we'll talk about Week 16 because, holy shit, their game on Week 16 is tough. Um, more on that, ladies and gentlemen, in just a moment. Um, but, yeah, that's probably the third game I'd probably talk about. Um, Eagles with a huge win. Um, and then and then there we go. I think it's time really to, um, to talk about the rest of the scores, I think, Steve. One road reviews. Yeah, let's do it. This was um, it was a weird week. It was. Um, okay, Chargers twenty nine, Chiefs twenty eight. We've already done this one. Great game. Texas twenty nine, Jets twenty two. They just keep on winning. Uh, Browns seventeen, Broncos sixteen. It's gonna happen. If the Browns it make won't. the playoffs. That is the biggest achievement in all of sport. I don't care what anyone says. It's <laughs> huge. Packers 17, Bears 24, Bears qualify, and deservedly so. Lions 13, Bills 14. I mean, honestly, who cares? Buccaneers 12, Ravens 20. Great win for the Ravens. Cardinals 14, Falcons 40. Oh, yay, Julio Jones picked loads of points up. Congratulations. Yeah, but again, who gives shit? (laughs) Raiders 16, Bengals 30. Uh, Titans 17, Giants nothing. Huge win for the Titans, that. Huge win. Yeah. Maiden blowout. Mm. Um, Dolphins 17, Vikings 41, but Thielen only caught 19 yards, so what's the point? Um, Vikings, Redskins. by the way, can I just say, Vikings uh, firing their offensive coordinator um, should fire the quarterback as well, the fraud. <laughs> <laughs> well, hmm. um, Redskins 16, Jaguars 13, Jar remains happy. I don't understand how Cowboys he won that game. Zero, <laughs> Cowboys 0, Colts 23. Lol. What a shitting result that is, lol, by the way. Lol, lol, Unbelievable result. Seahawks 23, 49ers 26 in overtime. What a crazy, crazy win for the Niners. Uh, Patriots 10, Steelers 17, Eagles 30, Rams 23. And the Monday Night Football game that I haven't touched on at all, Saints 12, Panthers 9, a brilliant win for the Saints, but the Panthers, despite the fact they're still somehow in the playoff picture, um, are, are done for the season, really. What an awful game that was, by the way, last night. Can I just? We're recording this, by the way, on the Tuesday night, ladies and gentlemen. We're actually being on time for once with this uh, with this podcast. But mm. goodness me, what an awful game that was last night. Awful. Yeah, I made it to about half-time before I fell asleep. I'm surprised, you it made it, was... I'm surprised you made it to that late, mate, to be honest. Yeah, it wasn't great, but both teams didn't play particularly well. Um the defences played quite well, but offensively neither team could really get anything going. And yeah, there was a couple of like headline plays, like the, the Dante Jackson. I know um, Dante Jackson. I mean, I mean, it's it's a shame he can't call it a pick six because I think it was on a two point conversion, wasn't yeah. it? So it was only three points. But two points, yeah. Oh, amazing, amazing play. And mate. obviously He's the so McCaffrey good. throw. Can we not put? We need to talk about that. Yeah. Goodness me, what a what a ballsy call from uh, Riverboat Run. Yeah, I mean, I wish we did it more often, to be honest with you. But, um, but yeah, I, I think any in any situation where you're, you know, you're relieving Cam Newton from throwing duties, you're probably doing you're probably doing the team a favour. To be honest, I, he's not right. Um, but hey, what 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 can you do? It's it's a six game losing streak now for the Panthers, which is crazy. They they were six and two, cruising towards the playoffs, and they're now six and eight. That's Sorry, uh, six and yeah, no, you are six and eight. Mind. Yeah, 
Six and eight, yeah, sorry. I, I said that and I was like, no, it can't be that many. <laughs> yeah, well, it is, I'm afraid. Um, yeah, it, it really is. Um, but yeah, Joe, what was your highlight of the week? Uh, quickly, highlight of the week uh, for me uh, was probably the Dodds Action Jackson play, if you want me to be honest. I saw it last night and went, oh my goodness me, that's incredible. Um, and so I thought, or, or maybe the two-pointer, but I think the Dodds Action Jackson play was the fact that he ran it back from his own end zone to the other end zone for the two-point play was unbelievable. Uh, low light of the week, uh, probably the Vikings winning, obviously trying to get them out of the playoffs because I don't like Cousins. I think he's a fraud as we all know um, so so yeah the Vikings absolutely spanking the Dolphins um, so that's probably my, my highlight and low light of the week Steve what about yourself there are no highlights from this week right um, so well, let's should, move on to fantasy well, should, should we look at the playoff picture really really quickly while before we're here yeah go on fine. sorry mate I do apologise we will get to fantasy ladies and gentlemen and I'll get mine out of the way uh, it's, it's not it's, it's not like I want to talk about it For, um, essentially um, how it's going to work no one no one really knows, obviously, but the, the NFC is the closest. Um, it looks like um, as long as the Steelers keep winning, they're fine. I think the Patriots will be fine, but, but I don't think the Titans have enough to make the playoffs. The Colts are the better team. Well, well this, is what, this is what it looks like at the moment for people who aren't familiar with it. So the Chiefs are number one seed at the moment by virtue of their better head-to-head record in the, in the division, 11-3. and three. The Texans are 10-4, and four, the second seed leading the AFC South, the Chiefs leading the AFC West. Uh, AFC East is obviously going to go to the Patriots, regardless of what anybody thinks. They're obviously going to win it. They're fine. And um, the third seed, and the Steelers are the fourth seed at the moment, 8-5-1, leading the North. Now, the Chargers are the fifth seed at 11-3. and three. Chargers win one more game, the Chiefs lose one more game. It is still feasibly possible, ladies and gentlemen. Then the Chargers could end up being the number one seed in the AFC, which is madness. Then the rate that the sixth seed is madness. Currently, at the moment, the Ravens are at six seed at eight and six. Colts are eight and six. The Titans are also eight and six, both um, seventh and eighth seed respectively. Dolphins are one game back, seven and seven. Although I think they're done. And then the Browns, six, seven and one, mathematically could still be in the playoffs, which is just absolute mind-blowingly incredible. Well, let me tell you what would Go need on, to happen Go on, then. for the Browns to to make the playoffs. Go on, sir. Hit me with it. They've got to win both their games. Yep. Okay, so they've got the Bengals at home, then the Ravens. Yep. Um then they need the Ravens before that game to lose the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Again, all this is very possible. They need the Dolphins to lose one game. Yep, very Again, possible. Very possible. This is where it gets a little bit tough. Um, so the Colts and Titans to lose in week 16. Yeah. Um, which is where it starts to get a bit tough. Um, so Indianapolis are at home to the Giants and the Titans are at home to the Redskins. So you've got two teams that have nothing to play for who are not very good. Sorry, Jar. No, we're not. Um, we're fine. And the Titans and the Colts will be the big favourites in either game. So not only do they need to win both their games, not only do they need the Ravens to, uh, to lose both their games, they also need the Colts and Titans to lose in week 16, which is tough. And then they also need the the Colts and Titans to tie in week 17. Because even if the Colts and the Titans lose and Miami lose one and the Browns win two and the Ravens lose two, the Colts and the Titans will be on eight wins and then they play each other in week 17, meaning they both, one of them has to get to nine wins. Wow. So they need the Colts and Titans to tie. If that happens... happens, My goodness me. The Browns are in the playoffs. The fact that the Browns are still in mathematical chance of making the playoffs come week 16 of the season... It's just amazing. amazing. It? Um, they should have a better shot as well. Don't forget they've... They, oh, they've, they lost um, so many games in overtime as well this season. Yeah, Unbelievable. That's, that's what I was about to say. Like They really could and probably should be a lot closer. Um, yeah, crazy, crazy time. So that's the picture in the AFC. Very, very quickly. I know we, we need to get on. We, we're pushing for time here already. Um, but the Saints... Uh, so going on to the NFC, the Saints look like they've got the number one seed sewn up. Although they do play the Steelers this week. I mean, week 16, so that could be interesting. But if the Saints, I honestly think if the Saints have got the number one seed locked up, and I think they do, if they do, I think that they're going to go and, and go and, and make the playoffs. So actually, the Saints, I don't think, have to play, if they, especially if they make the number one seed, they don't have to play a game outdoors for the rest of the season, which is madness. And if they do that, 
they're going to go and win the Super Bowl because Breeze loves a dome. And they're 12 and 2. Uh, the Rams are 11 and 3, currently on the second seed. That loss to the Eagles could come back to bite them on the arse massively. Um, the Bears, though, as well. That loss for the Rams means the Bears could still jump up to the second seed because the Rams' schedule on the back end is not exactly easy. Um, Bears are 10 and 4 in the third seed, and they could still jump up to the second seed, which is good news for us as a Skins fan. I'll come on to that in a minute. Uh, Cowboys are still 8 and 6. They'll clinch the division with a win uh, against the Bucks this week. Uh, so the Seahawks, even though they lost, they're still in the fifth seed. The Vikings, with their huge win against the Dolphins, remain in the sixth seed, 7, 6, and 1. Then the Eagles, 7th seed, uh, 7 and 7. The Redskins, somehow, were still in the playoff picture at 7 and 7, 8 seed, even though we've lost like four of our, we've lost our last five games, which is unbelievable, um, before this one, obviously. <laughs> against the Jags and then the Panthers are still mathematically in it but they're pretty much done uh, six and eight sorry Steve um, so this is how it works really with the, with the NFC player picture so the Bears and the Vikings play each other week 17 right so that game is huge if the Bears still have a shot they, the Vikings have got to go to the Lions on Sunday and the Lions at home can do whatever if they, you know they, they'll still want to try and get their own division rival out the out the playoff picture and then the Bears play the Vikings in Minnesota on week 17 which is huge because the Bears with a win could potentially still jump up to the second seed even if the Rams do if, they, if the Bears win out and the Rams don't if they lose one game I think they can still jump to the second seed which is just uh, really very helpful for us because that means they'll probably play their, their starters and not rest them um, and the Vikings will have to win both of their games the Eagles and the Redskins play each other <laughs> On on week seventeen, which could be massive for that six speed wildcard spot as well. If the Redskins could somehow beat the Titans on Saturday night this week, so uh, so yeah, um, massively crazy NFC playoff picture as well as the AFC playoff picture, um, and that's where we are, Steve. Obviously, I think the playoff picture will become a lot more clearer heading into week seventeen when we come back next week during Christmas. Yeah, for sure. Honestly, um, then okay. Shall I get mine? Yeah, should I, let's get this out should I get that, Shall I get mine out of the way? Uh, basically, what happened was, as we all thought, uh, yeah, because we've not been back in it in a, in a couple of weeks, have we? So no. yeah, you, you you have some news as well. Yeah, lost to Aiden, shock horror. Uh, so I'm out the playoffs. Um, stupid moves cost me trades. Not good. Uh, Kareem Hunt, you're a dick. Um, so essentially, <laughs> yeah, I was out the playoff picture, and and I have a two bye weeks, which is quite nice actually, not having to worry about it. Um, so so that's that uh, for me this fantasy season. What happened with you? Oh, what, happened? what I do for some mid table? Yeah, so what, what happened for you on week fourteen? By the way, can I just ask? Oh, fucking hell! <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. So so yeah, I needed. Um, Oh, it, it, honestly, it's painful, mate. It is so painful. I know. So I lost in uh, in week fourteen, um, which again, I it was <laughs> it was such a shame. So yeah, I, I lost in I lost in week fourteen, and I lost to a fella who is now in the final actually, but he only got eighty point seventy nine point eight, and I just needed. I just needed something. I got 66. I needed 13 more points and I just needed something. It, it didn't happen for me. Adrian Peterson got 1.9 against the Giants. Mitchell Trubisky only got 4.7. And he had Juju Smith-Schuster who went off for 25 points, which essentially that that Juju um, game that he had against Oakland, he, he made those two mental catches. Um, that's That's where the game was won. Um, 130 yards, two TDs, 25 points. It's really tough to compete against that in a low-scoring game, and and that's what took Ryan over the line. And fair play to him. I then also needed if if I lost that game, I could still avoid the playoffs. If the man fourth from bottom um, lost, which is good. Um, so I was like, oh, it's it's like a two sh- It's like two goes, two bites of the apple. Um, only he went and got 141 points. So, Christ. yeah, yeah, it, it 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 went well. Amari Cooper got 39.7 points, didn't he? Wow. The Chicago Bears got 20 points against the Rams. <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> the fellow he played, the fellow played Ed, who was in mid-table obscurity. He's only on the beach, wasn't yeah, I was like, Ed, I could do a favour. I could do the favour here off you, mate, because you've beaten me twice this season by less than a point. 
Um, so again, don't get me started. Ed's beat me twice this season by less than a point. So I'm I'm instantly like, come on, Ed, you got to do me a favour. If you win, I'm not in the playoffs. Come on. He does his bit to be fair. It's ninety-seven point six. So a good week, and then yeah, forty points from Mari Cooper, twenty points for the Bears. Wow. Twenty-two for McCaffrey, twenty-six for Brady. <laughs> Fuck off. I've never heard you swear so much on the pod, mate. I love oh, it. I love honestly, it. I love it. Honestly, I'm, I do apologise for my uh, my coarse words, ladies and gents. But I'm towards the end of my tether. Week fifteen comes around. I had nothing and to obviously, do, obviously. So, so Steve, take it away. I've got my feet up. The floor's yours. Yeah, obviously, big playoff game um, against Tom, who's been bottom of the league all season, three and eleven. Who's coming into this on a four-loss streak? First game, Thursday night football. He has Damian Williams, twenty-four points, and I'm just like, oh no, here we go, <laughs> here we go <laughs> again, here we go again. Um. Yeah, it, it didn't. That was a bad start. Yeah. Um, but actually, this was really, really close. It was decided in the end by the kickers and the defense. That was all that was in it. Um, uh, Rod, Trubisky did bits for me. Marlon Mack ended up getting more points than Damian Williams by about 0.6. Um, Tariq Cohen uh, beat out his Kenneth Dixon. Adam Thielen getting 1.9 killed me. Um, He's been my wide receiver number one all season. That is such a low score at the worst possible time. Yep. In a game where they were they put 41 points, I'm just thinking, how on earth has he only caught 19 yards? How? Um, but apparently this new offensive coordinator hates slot receivers, so that's, that's great news for me. Re- really, really good news for for for, for me. Fant- yeah, good. Um, Julio Jones, obviously 14 points. He's just guaranteed to get points. Um, Robert Woods got 9.3, sort of matching what Edelman did. Evan Engram got me 7.5, really pleased with that waiver pickup. Um, I basically got three waiver pickups coming into the playoffs because I was like, right, I'm going to need some help. So, um, well, two started, I didn't use the other one, Darren Sproles. But, so I picked up Jason Myers, who was a kicker. He is the number one ranked kicker in the NFL fantasy, um, fantasy leaderboards. Um, heading into this week, yeah. I'm thinking right. He's he's the number one. Um, he's uh, <laughs> he's the number one. Um, I just looked at oh, stats. It, it just <laughs> it just hurts, mate. It really does. So um, I need to find out the um, the stats of this one. I did, I did put it somewhere to so bear with, but yeah, he he was the number one coming into it. I'm like, here we go. So we'll we'll pick up Jason. We'll pick up Jason Myers. Here we go. Here's what it said. From his last game, Myers connected on both field goal attempts. Um, uh, Let's have a look. No, that's not what I want. So, so yeah, he's made 30 of 32 field goal tries um, as of Monday, December the 10th. On Monday, December the 3rd, he was classed as one of the few bright spots in an otherwise disappointing season for the Jets. So yeah, he's missed two field goals all season and obviously hasn't missed an extra point. Um, mm. Gets into my team and he missed two extra points. Two straight. So It is what it is, mate. So yeah, he... Um, yeah, he, he got one field goal and one out of three extra points. So that's that's two points right there, but obviously you're hoping for a few more field goals, but you can't really do a lot about it. It's just a sign of the times, really. Um and yeah, and I picked up I used the the steel the Seahawks defence, sorry, uh, pardon me. Um because I've had the Redskins in since since they were available on the waiver, I picked up the Redskins and then pretty much the week after Alex Smith got done, which made the Redskins a pretty much a a pointless play most weeks have been picked up three and four for me. Eventually, I was like, right, Seahawks against the Niners, that is a better matchup than a dead Redskins defense. Obviously, <laughs> the Redskins went and got 14 points, which would have won my matchup. The irony is not lost on me, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. So, yeah, it was, it was a tough loss 86 93. It's a really, it's a painful, painful loss. It really is. I feel for you, actually, um, on this one, Steve, to be honest. So I go into the Sacco Bowl. Uh, currently, what's the predictions? <laughs> I'm predicted to lose. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, dear, mate. Dear, so, oh, I mean, dear. I'm in, 
I'm into the same. It's the first time I've checked it, actually, which makes it even worse. Um, wow. So, oh, God. Ow. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's really grim. Um, into the Sacco Bowl, I'm predicted at the minute to lose um, by 10 points. I've got to pull something out of the bag, really. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, I feel sorry for you at that point because it's such a close loss. You basically just lose very closely most of the time. Um, I'll yeah. I'll talk through the ladies and gentlemen uh, the rest of our fantasy league at the moment um, so where are we uh, in the other game in the Sacco playoffs uh, Adam the current champion for another week uh, he beat Alex who is Steve's opponent on week 16 in the Sacco Bowl um, in the, so, so that's that so it'll be Adam against Tom for 10th place uh, so for ninth place, excuse me, and then for eleventh place, the final place in the Sacco Bowl, it will be Alex versus Steve into the championship bracket, and Ryan is obviously going to win it. He obviously just is ninety-seven point nine eight versus sixty-two point three four against rookie Alex, and that's a really good performance actually by the rookie. Um, eight and he six. Fluked it. Yeah, absolutely. If I hadn't traded, I might have been there. But again, it is what it is. Um, and then, and then the person I traded to, Ezekiel Elliott. Read through. I'll read through this team for you, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, Deshaun Watson, Ezekiel Elliott, Lamar Miller, Antonio Brown, Brandon Cooks, Travis Kelsey, Michael Thomas. <laughs> Justin Tucker and the Los Angeles Rams, by the way. Can I just say all of that, right? He had all of that in his team, did Ross, and he lost. <laughs> Love it. Um, so that means, so that he lost by six oh, points. You're going to regret that, mate. He's going to hear this I, and he's going to make your life a living hell. I'm not in the WhatsApp group anymore. It is what it is, and I'm not going to be there on the Super Bowl night. And ladies and gentlemen, be thankful you're not, because he will rip me to pieces for that, but still, lol. Um, so um, so basically, yeah, he lost. He got 70 <laughs> points with that team, and he lost to a guy with 76 points. who had Lamar Jackson, Alvin Kamara had a day um, on Monday Night Football, which won in the matchup, I think. Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, Juju Smith-Schuster, Vance McDonald, Larry Fitzgerald, for fuck sake how did he win um Goskowski and the Texans defense so American so it's the two rides it's the Ryan Bowl actually ladies and gentlemen in the championship (laughs) in the the championship uh so in the championship brackets the third place playoff is between the Len uh, which is uh, Alex rookie Alex and uh, Ross I won't say the team name because we'll probably get in trouble for that and uh in the championship game at the moment, it looks like it's going to be a beatdown for for uh, British Ryan, who deserves it, to be fair. He's absolutely smashed it this year, 12-2 uh, and two, uh, against the American Ryan. It is the top two, uh, seed one versus seed two. Um, uh, so it's Ryan against Ryan in the Ryan Bowl to determine who will be the Elena champion for 2018. We will, of course, update you on that, whoever wins. But uh, Ross, my friend, ha... <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't get through. <laughs> Look, goodness me, you're going to regret that. Looking forward to um, to next week. Um, let's pick our two games each that we're looking forward to from week 16. There's loads. Obviously, there's some really, really important games. Mm. Um, oh, I'm just having a little scan down the slate here. There's some... Oh, some big games. Okay, first one I'm going to pick out is... Um, is oh, I'm surprised that's not been moved, actually, because that's got so many ramifications. Um, Texans-Eagles is massive. Mm. Um, the, the Eagles are at home as well, so it, it suits them um, off the back of a massive win. Uh, Texans are on this huge win streak, but can they travel to the Eagles and get and get a win? And the Eagles are off the back of a big one. Both have playoff ambitions. Huge, huge game. Both are going to be going tooth and nail for the win in that one. Um, and then uh, the Rams have got an easy game. I don't care what anyone says; they'll beat the Cardinals. Oh yeah, hundred percent they will. Um, oh, it's it's sort of tough, you know. Come on. Well, I know you're going to pick Steelers Saints, so I'll let you have that one. Okay. Um, I, well, I, I was I thought you were going to pick that one, so I was going to pick another one. So if you want Steelers Saints, you have it. All right, I'll pick the Steelers Saints because that, that's the that's the the standout game. Oh, hundred percent is 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 the Steelers Saints. Um, you know, Big Ben versus Drew Brees. 
it Juju versus Michael Thomas. If is Connor's, I think's gonna be back. Um, but even even if not, the fella they've replaced him with is still unbelievable. Samuel. Versus Alvin Kamara and Mike and Mike Ingram. It's it's a great matchup. It really is. Both teams are stacked offensively. Steelers turned up big time defensively as well against the Patriots. So. Yeah, should be a great game. Could be a shootout as well, which we like. Yeah, um, I agree with you there. That is the game of the week. Although there are two other games on the schedule, no real surprises, which I'm going to pick, by the way. They're both involving the two teams that are smashing it at the minute in the AFC. We will go chronologically because it's easier. Uh, Ravens charges is absolutely huge on Saturday Night Football. One twenty in the morning it kicks off for us. Um, that game is massive. Um, huge game, yeah. Ravens, will, uh, Ravens have to win, really, to stay ahead in the play playoff race and if they do lose the Steelers could easily make the uh, could easily win the a- AFC North with a with a victory over the Saints uh, and then the Chargers the Chargers have a chance to go to the top seed in the AFC if they win um, at 12 and 3 at least for 24 hours at least so that game is massive uh, and then the second game involves the Chiefs uh, they'll have to respond to what the Chargers did and they are going to the Seahawks which is no mean feat at all to go and get a game to get a win from there. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, people have been saying, you know, he's been um, he's been this, he's been that, he's been whatever. He's not been on there. I mean, we haven't really touched on the MVP candidates, but I don't think we really need to talk any further than the fact that he deserves to be the uh, MVP. Um, I, I think that's something that we can both agree on. Um, yeah. And so. Um, yeah, the Chiefs will have to go into the into the Seahawks' house, which is not an easy feat to do, and got to go and win that game against the Seahawks side that is desperate to stay in the playoff race. Um, they need a win. Yeah, and, who, they... and who'd have thought? Actually, like at the start of the season, we thought the Seahawks were were pretty much hopeless. But yep. I mean, a huge amount of credit's got to go to them for figuring out a way to win this season. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And I'm amazed they slipped up to the Saints, uh, not to the Saints, to, to the Niners rather last mm. week. Um, such a bad loss to give up because otherwise they'd be they'd be a shoe in. Yeah, uh, just a couple of clinching scenarios, by the way. Um, so this is how uh, they they can work out another couple of clinching scenarios. Um, no, those two teams, the AFC, the NFC uh, South, by the way, has already been clinched by the Saints. Rams have already clinched the NFC West. Um, it's amazing, by the way, that uh, <laughs> it's amazing, by the way, that no team has actually clinched their own division just yet in the AFC. If I remember rightly, they haven't actually. The Texans haven't done it yet. So uh, this is how it works. We, no team can clinch the uh, the Chiefs can clinch the NFC, the AFC West, with a win. And a Chargers loss. The Chargers cannot uh, take the AFC West this week, even if the Chiefs do lose. The Texans go uh, and win the AFC South with a win. The Patriots go with an AFC East with a win. And the Steelers can clinch the division uh, in the AFC North with a win and a rape. They win the Ravens. Yeah, as well as that. Quick one in the NFC as well. The Bears and the Saints of the Rams have already clinched their division. The NFC East will be clinched by the Cowboys if they beat the Bucks. No questions asked because they beat the Eagles twice and then the better head-to-head record than the Skins. So if they win that against the Bucks on Sunday, then Dallas Cowboys will be in the playoffs. Massive. Huge. Looking forward Huge. to it. I love we. I love this time of year. I really do as well. And as well, uh, next time we speak to you, I'm going to have to talk to you. I know we talked about it on, earlier on in the show. We talked about College Corner, but it is that business end of college football season as well, Steve. The college <laughs> football playoff semi-finals are just about about ten or so days away now, um, which is huge. Um, so yeah, I love this time of year when it comes to American football. Yeah, so so much keeps entertaining, and, and we're both off work fairly soon, so it's a bit of a Christmas break. So it just means we can just bathe in sport and pints for the next couple of love weeks it. and I love cannot it. wait. Love it, love it, love it. Really, really excited to do that. Um, that is just about our show, ladies and gents. Thanks for listening. If you have made it this far, we hope you've enjoyed it and we hope you're looking forward to what should be a great uh, week 16 in the NFL and indeed week 17 as well for quite a few of the teams. The drama is not done yet. Um, but yeah, for myself, from Jar, just uh, we to, hope you have a great Christmas. Just about to say that. Merry, Merry Christmas, everybody. And to you, yeah, Steve, yeah. Uh, I will see you on the... Thir- well, we'll speak to you, obviously, um, during the Christmas and New Year break. And I will see you on the 30th of December for week 17, but not for the NFL, but we'll gloss over that. Um, but like yeah. I say, yeah, no, Merry, Merry Christmas, Steve, and Merry Christmas, listeners. We hope you have a good one. 
Yeah, have a great one, guys. Drink loads, eat loads, and watch loads of the NFL. That's exactly what me and Jara are going to be Absolutely. doing. We hope you enjoy it. And, uh, and yeah, we'll speak to you somewhere around the new year, either before or a little bit after. But either way, it's going to be an entertaining one. So we will see you then. Goodbye. Goodbye.